Every knowledgeable person knows that when you have gold, you've protected your wealth. But what if the government one day wanted to confiscate your gold so they can gain total control, knowing that one day the smoke will clear and gold will be perfectly available, and that's happened all throughout history. So what you need to do is, in the interim, hide your gold. You can do that by burying it. You can go down about 12 inches, and that's all you're going to need to do. And we have a product that we call BarryYourGold.com, and what it does is it goes into a container. You lower it in the ground with a hole you've dug up to 12 inches. It's a 50-year warranty on the device. It only weighs 17 pounds to pull it out of the ground, and you can keep it for safekeeping. And I'll tell you, this is the way to hide your gold, not in false walls, but underground will be very, very difficult to detect. To find out more, go to BarryYourGold.com. The product is fully guaranteed with a money-back guarantee. Hey, everybody. Dave Hodges here, host of The Common Sense Show. We are the show that is freeing America, one enslaved mind at a time. We have a great guest for you today, Mark Sherwood, and uh, had Mark over on our TV show some time ago. Uh, I think you're going to find it to be a very interesting guest. We're going to be talking about the spike protein and what you can do about it. See, did you hear what I just said? And what you can do about it. I think this is really important. Uh, I talk to insurance agents. They tell me the death curve is three to four times over what's expected. Uh, I think we can pin a lot of that on the vaccines, but I don't know that there's any real research going on. But, I mean, the confluence of numbers is no accident. But we're going to be talking to Mark about that. But first, before we join Mark, I just want to cover a couple of live reads with you, ladies and gentlemen, I feel passionate about. This administration will stop at nothing to retain power. And that means taking your food and compromising your water. And so this is why we've made it a mission here at the Common Sense Show to really make storable food available to you and quality storable food. 25-year shelf life, 2,000 calories per day. It's on a discount. They haven't raised prices. I'm talking about My Patriot Supply. And you can find out more by going to foodwithdave.com. That's foodwithdave.com. I just want to ask you one question. Do you want to depend on the Biden administration to take care of your food needs if we get into trouble? Yeah, I think uh, you know the answer to that question. And if you have food, you darn well better have water. And if the grid goes down, which is a real possibility given we're on the potential side of war and it looks like we're already having sabotage with more train derailments, toxic spills, and so forth, hey, look, things are going to get nasty. And if the grid goes down, where will you get your clean water? You have to scavenge, but will it be clean? You don't know. That's why you need good water filtration, and you need more than one of what I'm going to tell you because they get lost, broken, and stolen. And the Alexa Pure Pro Water Filter has published the research on our site at waterwithdave.com, and you'll see they're number one in filtering out contaminants. So your best chance of getting through a crisis like this is with good water filtration. And as I said, get more than one. It happens and it's on sale, but they are in limited production, which is what they do there because they want to keep the cost down. They don't overproduce. So you're going to need to rush to get yours. Go to waterwithdave.com. Well, Mark Sherwood uh, is going to really, I think, set this show on fire. He's going to really tick off a lot of the people on the bad side of things. He's going to give you a solution to a problem that's been created for us. Mark, welcome to the show. I'm glad you could join us. Hey, Dave. Thanks for having me. It's good to be with you. Okay. We've got uh, vaccine injuries like crazy. And I know that yes. that if I'm not uh, incorrect, the CDC and the VARES report, they've stopped tracking, haven't they? The best I understand is yes, and at worst, it would be a looser or lessened tracking system. Yeah, it is. Well, I, I had a friend who had one shot, had terrible reaction. VARES sent him all like bi-monthly questionnaires. And that has stopped. They no longer want to know how he's doing. So that's why I asked <laughs> right. that question. So um, to explain for a second, let's go back, and in case someone's not really familiar with the science, what exactly is the spike protein? All right, this is going to take us back to December of 19, January, February of 20. When we started talking about this COVID-19, what is that? And the reason we hear now this spike protein is because it was a characteristic of that virus. Now, the virus 
as we all know, is the result of a gain-of-function research project. Yeah, people are going to believe different things about that, but let's face it, it was an intentional thing. In my opinion, I believe we did that. Now, having said that, the spike protein was like people could imagine. They've seen the pictures of it. Like, think about a sticker burr, you know, that we used to have as a kid that stick on you. So the spikes were characteristics of this virus. And the thought was at that point that because of the unique spikes that we could create a vaccine that would introduce these spikes or what looked like them to the body, and the body would then in turn create an antibody to the spikes, therefore an antibody to the virus. Okay. However, that did not occur in the way it was intended because it turns out that the spike itself is more than a characteristic, Dave. It's actually the pathogen itself, or part of the pathogen, part of the problem. And so now, when you have these, especially the mRNA variety, creating an indeterminate amount of spikes in the body, we have this potential problem that's continuing to get worse. Now, we've seen that with multiple boosters. That There has been studies that have shown that once you get to the third or fourth booster, which many people are, sadly, there's actually a weakening of the immune system. And further, obviously, people could have one shot that could have a weakening of the immune system, depending on a whole host and variety of factors, including the person's own immune system status at that point. And as we know, America is uh, infamous, let's say, for immunocompromise with the way we treat our human body. Right. So that's a little bit of history, and that's where we are. And, and, you know, there's still a lot of conjecture out there of whether, you know, it was a good idea to, to do this vaccine program. I I honestly, and I, I know this might disagree with some people in the audience, I thought Operation Warp Speed was one of the the, the most ridiculous decisions we've ever made as a country. I, I thought it was just, it was absurd to, to have a technology like that that's been so under-researched and never rolled out to the population like this to be pushed that hard and, and literally forced onto people. And now you've got people actually still in our side, let's say, taking credit that it was a good thing. And look, we we blew it on this one. We did not do a good job, in my opinion. And yet, here we are, at this stage, three years later, still having issues with it. Yeah, I agree. I, there's a couple of observations I have. Uh, just as a matter for your consumption, I used to teach research stat and psychology and I taught it everything from college to postgraduate, actually from high school to postgraduate. And I've written two statistics courses. And when I used to teach research to uh, PhD students getting ready to do their dissertation, um, we used medical modeling. And the medical yeah. modeling, you know, there's time frames, there's replicability that you have to do, there's animal and human testing after laboratory testing, and they didn't do any human testing, they didn't do much laboratory testing, and the animals all died. And the research that was published, I'll just say this, let's just take an undergraduate research class. These people at the CDC would not have gotten out of my midterm exam. It was that bad. <laughs> I agree with you wholeheartedly, Dave. This was um, this was rushed in the in the every sense of the word. And when you make rash decisions within emergency situations, and this was an emergency from varying proportions, when you make these rash decisions that are not well thought out, the majority of the time it's going to be wrong. And then the problem we've got now is compounded by the inability and character of our leadership to realize we made a bad we made a bad decision and and i've been so critical about our leadership both sides of the aisle they don't know how to say three words i'm sorry or i was wrong and that is a major fundamental character flaw in leadership today which has given us this lack of leadership and we're continuing to be led down the pathway by these people there are no leaders at all 
Well, one of the things that I look at here, and I don't know if this is a path that you've considered at all, but I find it more than suspicious. Trump was the big enemy of China. He reversed the trade deficit. He reversed the military imbalance in the South China Sea. And he was opposed by both the Chinese and the Democrats who made good bedfellows. And that's why I think the Wuhan flu came here to change election laws that allowed for ballot harvesting and ballot stuffing that was caught, like to the movie 2,000 Mules caught that perfectly, and that was only one element of the voter fraud. But I see those uh, events in context in such time proximity that it's hard not to yep. imagine that COVID was brought in like this, and they didn't want to take the time to do the proper research to protect the public with vaccines because they didn't have the time. They had to meet the deadline of changing election laws. Yeah, I, I think it was... Uh and I'll even go a little 30,000-foot view with you here and for, for the listeners. Um, you know, uh, Donald Trump was going to win a second term. He was going to. And I think that was the biggest concern of the, the Democrats and the CCP at the time because that was a threat to their power kingdom. And they came at him with this release of this virus to distract, to take away attention from to put this thing out there that was going to become the attention of everything and they use it to exploit that and including you get into the election you know with people not being able to according to them for safety reasons go to vote live so you're right i agree with you wholeheartedly and uh, people should get a hold of that right now because we are still in that quandary and they're still coming back with issues that are distracting to keep the election laws uh, in in the messed up situation they are. Well, here in Arizona, just to, and I'm sure this is true in other states, but we had a group of uh, individuals, private citizens, that started filming the remote ballot boxes, and they did yep. it, they did it outside the prohibited zone of voter interference, where you can be politically active outside so many feet. And they did that, and they didn't interfere with anybody, but uh, they caught people stuffing thousands of ballots, and so uh, the Democrats sued. And it went to court, and a Democratic judge ruled that if you videotape anybody voting, you're going to prison. Well, again, that's ridiculous. And it's a ridiculous law. And I, and I have been asked about, you know, from a former uh, candidate standpoint, what would we do different? Look, voting is a wonderful opportunity we have in this country. If we want to fix things, why is that such a private matter, Dave? You know, it's like that's a public, wonderful gift. I'm happy to do it, right? So sheriffs should be setting up videotape on all locations within their counties. The ballots should therefore become evidentiary, should be kept in abeyance until they're counted properly. Once they're counted properly, they can release them from evidence. That's the way it should work, you know, and if we have to go back to hand counting, great, no problem. But you know, this they're, they're even subverting laws right now and subverting our Constitution, in my opinion. So I, I'm with you thoroughly with yeah, this. Yeah, and that, this is why I think, going back to your, to your main premise here, this is why I think we see the shoddy rollout of the vaccines, which led to the spike protein problem. But I want to ask you one more philosophical question before we jump into the details of the spike protein, and, and it's this. Fentanyl comes from China. And it's being distributed by the cartels that they manage and control. And 100,000 Americans a year uh, are dying. It's the number one cause of death in the state where I live in Arizona. It's the number one cause of death, 15 to 24 nationally. And most of the victims are young adult males of fighting age. And I looked at this as an act of war by, by China. Uh, why aren't we looking? Well, let me just put it this way. Have you considered that the fentanyl attack upon America by China is the same as the vaccine attack on America by China? I have. I think the, the Chinese, in an evil way, are very intelligent. They've attacked us economically. They've attacked us agriculturally. They've attacked us physically. They've attacked us internally. They've attacked us covertly. They've attacked us electronically. They've attacked our minds through the fear propaganda and through hijacking people's, well, brain cells, let's call it. And, you know, from a former law enforcement standpoint, I'll tell you, the cartel 
in collaboration with the CCP, criminal element, of course, distributing fentanyl across this, these states that we have, that we call America, is completely unacceptable. These governors, I mean, without question, I, I, I get it. We're fighting a battle here of epic proportions. But, again, the governors could secure their own borders. If they wanted to, they really could tell the federal government to go punt. It's the federal government's job to secure the borders, but they're not doing it. So who does it fall back on? The state. Yeah. And even though the, the federal government is, is not yeah, doing the their problem job. problem is, though, yeah. is, uh, you've got Newsom, and now you've got Governor Hobbit, who stole the Arizona gubernatorial race. Totally. And, and you've got uh, Texas Governor Abbott, who I believe is compromised. He, he walks both yep. sides of the fence. And, and so and New Mexico is under the control of an absolute communist. So you look at the four border states, and the Democrats have got what they want. They have executive control. They do. We at the Common Sense Show have a great TV show. We bring in a panel of experts and help people navigate the uncharted waters that we're living in. Because what once was coming is no longer coming. It's already here, and we're getting you the help so you can make better decisions for your future. You can find us at the TV, commercial-free, censorship-free, and we're getting five-star ratings on the world's major platforms. Again, check us out today at TV. Every knowledgeable person knows that when you have gold, you've protected your wealth. But what if the government one day wanted to confiscate your gold so they can gain total control, knowing that one day the smoke will clear and gold will be perfectly available, and that's happened all throughout history. So what you need to do is, in the interim, hide your gold. You can do that by burying it. You can go down about 12 inches, and that's all you're going to need to do. And we have a product that we call buryyourgold.com and what it does is it goes into a container you lower it in the ground with a hole you've dug up to 12 inches it's a 50-year warranty on the device it only weighs 17 pounds to pull it out of the ground and you can keep it for safekeeping and i'll tell you this is the way to hide your gold not in false walls but underground will be very very difficult to detect to find out more Go to BarrierGold.com. The product is fully guaranteed with a money-back guarantee. Did you know that the World Economic Forum now, they in the last meeting they convened, they actually had a water board there with water experts, and they tell us our water is in danger and they have to take control of our water. Does that bother anybody? I'm sure it does. And I begin thinking right now about water safety. And we already know there's lead in the water, chemicals in the water. A lot of it's not safe to drink. But we have the answer for you. It's called the Alexa Pure Pro Water Filter. It's the best there is. And scientifically, they leave nothing to doubt as they publish their research at waterwithdave.com. And it's my choice for water filtration. Gravity powered. It reduces 206 contaminants. It targets heavy metals, fluoride, chlorine, and viruses. It is the best there is in the business. And you can read all the research on this simply by going to water with dave.com that's water with dave.com save eighty dollars for a short time and uh, what's happening is these elections have also been subverted dave because of this this outside money interference you know like for example you got you know hobbs there in uh, arizona who's getting money from outside the state right that affects the state of arizona and this outside state interference elections have become nothing more than just just big money pits and whoever throws the most out there has got you know floods of tv screens so it is completely messed up i'll use a term that i understand jacked up to to epic proportions at this point and uh we are as a country we are imploding from the inside out and i feel badly about the the true americans slash patriots who uh really understand the constitution understand that it's a it's a it's a birthing from god and that we need to get back to that yeah i mean it, it's everything's been weaponized against the people um and yep. and so what you're talking about with the spike protein to me is just part two of china's drug attack on america with the spike protein they, they had to know and certainly Fauci had to know, I mean, at least that's my opinion, what the uh, side effects of the vaccine were going to be. 
Well, yeah, and and here's also a little um, another couple of, of tidbits in here that really factor in nicely. Um, our government is participatory in this from the standpoint of you go back in the '80s and remember the the food pyramid day. Remember that thing, oh, the yeah. six to eleven servings of grains, uh, right? Uh-huh. So what happened at that point? The same time frame, and we cannot forget this. And I believe it was under the Reagan administration. Don't quote me on that as fact, but it was somewhere in that area right there where we transferred vaccine liability from the vaccine manufacturers over to the government. And at that point in time, we had you know less than five vaccines that were used in children under two. And then after a year after that ruling, we had over 20. And now we have, at best count, 66 that are approved by the CDC and four for COVID. The same time that you had the vaccine liability transferred, you also had the food pyramid developed, which created heavy subsidies into things like corn and soy and wheat and dairy and beef. And you start to see a lot of chemical processing and shortcuts made. You start to see farmers dependent upon the government. You start to see the government control our food supply. And what did you see at that point? You saw obesity grow to now the fastest-growing non-communicable disease in the history of mankind. You saw autoimmune conditions grow, and autoimmunity is a weakening of the immune system. We know that. You saw cancers continue to rise. They are going to eclipse heart disease probably in the next decade as the number one killer of Americans. And you saw all this stuff, type 2 diabetes, all cardiometabolic conditions, go up at that point, including Alzheimer's dementia. Autism is at an all-time high right now. We are less than 1 in 40 births in America. Some regions of America are less than 1 in 30 at present. By 2050, same projections carried forward statistically, 1 in 2. Yeah, I've heard that. So Can I this ask you, whole thing has been, yes, sir. I was going to say, with the autism, what's the cause of that? Are you saying that's dietary as well? It's a combination. It's a combination of uh, pollutants in the system. It's a compilation, a combination of uh, triggers of the immune system, inclusive of the massive vaccine push, in my opinion, you know, that's it's grown exponentially. And it, it really goes down to the idea of uh, methylation, uh, which is a biochemical process in the body that really repairs DNA. It deals with the dopamine and ser- serotonin production, uh, even detoxification uh, effectiveness. So it is a, a, a modern-day epidemic that's being passed down from mama to child in utero and it's going to continue unless we get all of those things i just talked about straightened up wow yeah i i know what you're saying is right on the money and i've said to our diets poisoning us um yeah. Let, let, let's let's go to the uh, to the diet, and then we'll go back to the spike protein and what can be done. Because I wonder if there's okay. commonalities of remedies. But with regard to diet, what remedy does the average person have to uh, somewhat avoid what you're talking about? Well, they can do a lot, right? So, so this is going to go back with just people's critical thinking. So, uh, let's believe for a second, even if people don't, that God made the, the earth to be inhabited by mankind. And he put mankind here to be able to thrive, not just survive. So let's believe that everything in the earth is here, plants, animals, etc., so that mankind can live and live well. Right? And so now you've got a confusing pattern where we have a hard time figuring out what's what these days because we don't critically think anymore. We just trust the government to tell us. So people can choose to eat real foods. Stay on the perimeter of the grocery store. If you get something in a package, less ingredients is better. If you can't pronounce something, it's not food. If you don't know what it says, it was never food. Try to learn to garden. Try to eat natural foods. We can exercise. We can move more, sit less. We can turn off social media, perhaps, where it's not getting our anger up too much. We can listen to wholesome things. We can get plenty of sleep. Those are things we can do. We can take proper supplementation with proper guidance from clinicians that really talk to you about health. When you go to a doctor, select a doctor that's to you 
about the things we just talked about. And they, frankly, if the doctor doesn't talk to you about nutrition, lifestyle, and all these things I just mentioned as a primary preventative of disease processes, and all they just prescribe pills, you didn't go to a doctor, you went to a drug dealer. And, and that's hardcore truth. So those are things we can do. And there's people out there really that want to help, and there's things that we can do as humans to have a better opportunity to have better health. Mark, I don't know if you can hear me, but I, I think I've been taken offline. Oh, boy. I can't hear you. Okay. There we yes, go. Sir. I think I'm back. Okay. Sorry about that. Thank God. Yeah, this is... It's uh, all right. Yeah, we have... You know, and I have three different systems here. <clears throat> what we work on, and we're having trouble with all three simultaneously. And uh, it's hard not to be suspicious. But I think that... <laughs> I, I think no what kidding. you said... I caught most of what you said there, and I think that's good advice. But do, do any of these mitigation factors you're recommending, do they carry over to the spike protein? And I guess... For First of all, we should start by talking about how the spike protein affects your health. Yeah, um, I think that we do, yes, and I'll get to that. But here's what the spike protein does. A little complicated, but let's understand it. So within our vascular system, there are receptors that are called ACE2 receptors or angiotensin-converting enzyme 2. They affect things like blood pressure, of course. Some of our blood pressure medications will either turn those things off or on appropriately, right? So what the spike protein does is it goes around the system, and it sort of latches into these receptors, latches into them and making them dysfunctional, creating inflammation within this large organ system we call the endothelium. And that basically is a system that covers the inside of our vessel walls that can help prevent clots and help control blood pressure and do all kinds of good things to help you know control good blood flow. We have these ACE2 receptors in our lungs. We have them in our GI tract. We have them in our reproductive area and other places as well. So what happens is if you have the spike protein floating around in mass, they're going to, for lack of a better term, not scientific, gunk up those receptors, creating dysfunction in those areas. And, as I stated or alluded to, it can create more clots, of course. So, we can see the problem here. You know, again, back to our original statement. How long and how many spikes does does the spike protein generating mRNA create? We don't know. And how does it do it each person? Differently. And therein lies the problem. And you know this from a statistician standpoint. We're talking about N of one or studies of one. We're not, you can't go across the, the lines and say it's going to respond the same to everybody. And so that's what we've observed over the last, you know, couple of years. Have you noticed any multifactorial studies that break down causational effects um, one by one and rank order them? It's been hard. We do a test, though, that's called the PULSE test, P U L S which stands for plaque unstable lesion signature. Now, when a plaque pocket gets unstable, obviously that creates more clot risk. Everybody understands that from a general standpoint. But we have noticed, and there has been some studies, that indicate that when a person's been boosted multiply, that that pulse score gets worse. And that has been across the lines. Now, we know that that is going to be worse in males, typically than females, because males have a higher or lower volume of this HDL, which can be a little bit cardiovascular protective if it's working okay. And all that said, even as, you know, seemingly believable that is, and it is, you still have these other factors such as lifestyle, obesity, inflammation, other factors, toxicity that are involved as well. Uh, how, how how is the government 
shielding these effects from public awareness? Well, the same way they're shielding their drive for obesity, their drive for type 2 of diabetes from public awareness. You have politicians right now that are promising lowering drug prices, such as drugs like insulin. Frankly, we're not anti-insulin for people that need it for type 1 diabetes, but why don't we talk about reducing and eliminating type 2 from planet Earth? Why don't we talk about reducing it from all Americans? Why don't we eliminate that? There's too much money involved in this right now, and because of the money, money clouds judgment, and now it's become profits over people. And the FDA, you know, I, I always ask the question, what does food and drugs have in common? Nothing. And what is the CDC talking about how to fix disease processes when they've, they've failed for 50 years? And it doesn't take somebody with a with a degree to understand it. You can look at their own statistics. It's terrible. So I think it's it's um, on one hand, it's it's a it's probably purposeful. On the other hand, it's neglect from the average American. And and we, you know, even when we look at this broadcast today, let's say there's. 500 people that are hearing this right now that it says that it resonates. <clears throat> well, that's 500 people that are going to change a family line and a legacy. I hope. And that's kind of what we're pushing for, you know. It's got to get back to that grassroots level because you're not going to get this type of conversation from any major media outlet, any government, certainly not medicine, and, and even, sadly say, from churches. You're not going to get this from the pulpit, which you should, but we're not going to get it. Yeah, that's a whole different matter, but the church is totally compromised. That, absolutely. Yeah, Agreed. As these pastors and these uh, uh, denominations are embracing anti-biblical behavior, it uh, you, you can't look at that. In fact, actually, um, we're beginning to see the persecution of Christians. This is kind of off the mark. But there's a reason why the uh, manifesto of that murder in Nashville at the Christian school has not been released. We know she shopped for lesser protected schools, which strengthens the argument that uh, you, you need a resource officer in each school. But more more to the point, I have a feeling her rhetoric from the trans perspective targeted Christians, and that's why they're not releasing it. So we'll have to wait and see on that here and isn't interesting i just got blanked out again um got you back now dave yeah okay i i'm uh i switched to a different uh, venue and i'm hoping that this will work just fine i'll tell you the timing of these interruptions is very suspicious oh my God. i mean it's it's, it's not oh, like we're clearing our throat or anything but anyway let me no. uh and, and ladies and gentlemen, I'm going to let you hear this part. I'm going to let this play on the air. Uh, we have yep. been supremely interfered with since we started. And this is the same thing we experienced with uh, when I was interviewing former DHS agent Doug Thornton. And uh, my phone dialed itself after it was shut off. Uh, and we demonstrated that on air. And we were talking about child sex trafficking. So nonetheless, here we are better better for the wearer. But uh, uh, Mark, the, the bottom line is, is what we've established here. The Common Sense Show is proud to be able to bring you some very special deals for MyPillow. For example, they've got half off MyPillow bed sheets, more than half off their slippers, their sandals, their mattresses, their topper covers, women's lingerie. Now, they have extremely great products, as you all know. Ladies and gentlemen, right now go to MyPillow.com backslash Hodges. Use the coupon code Hodges to take advantage of these great opportunities. MyPillow.com backslash Hodges, coupon code Hodges. So far through your medical expertise is that there are problems with the spike protein with regard to the vaccine, shoddy research. We rushed to, uh, to market. We endangered lives. We're costing lives. And, and, uh, this goes kind of hand in hand with fentanyl with the end result being the same, uh, different product, but it, it's, it's just amazing, uh, what we're looking at here. Um, what do you think is behind all of this? If When you sit there by yourself and say, I don't have to go before a court of law and prove what I think, well, what do you tell yourself about what you're seeing? Well, from a big picture, it's, it's, it's pure evil. 
demonic, you know. I mean, there's good versus evil, God versus Satan. And uh, we live in a world that's fallen, and people have uh, sold out to the enemy. And uh, that, that's the big picture. I do think that uh, the temptation that we all have, and mankind in general is one of many, is this, is that we we all want to be happy, you know, influence, money, fame, power is all. It's kind of cool, you know. You think you want to be appreciated, you know. You want to have a big following. You have plenty of funds and all that. That's a temptation. You begin to compromise for that. And once you compromise, it's, you're in so darn deep you can't get out. And I think that's where people are. You just come, become numb to what's right. So, you know, I, I think that's the overarching theme, Dave. Well, what's absolutely amazing to me, uh, I, I, have you heard of the Breger Report? I think this is a way I should go with this. Yeah, sure. Uh huh. Okay. Well, you know, the Breger report. I can tell you, for Arizona, I can't speak to their 25 states, but for Arizona, where I've done extensive voter fraud research and uh, the cartel and uh, the uh, communist Chinese connections of our politicians, I I validated about 10% of that report just on my own. So I don't need any convincing that this is true. I guess what bothers me is this. When when you look at how the voter fraud went down in Arizona in the gubernatorial election, 60% of the voting machines failed in Republican areas in Maricopa County, and that swung the election by a lot. In fact, actually, you had the state treasurer get 200,000 more votes in that election than the governor's election because of this suppression. Mm-hmm. And, and those aren't even believable figures. If you just take a surface view and do nothing else, you'd have to say something's wrong. More people voted for the state treasurer in those numbers. That's not even believable. Yeah. So when I look at this, okay, um, one of my former students was the chairman of the Maricopa County Board of Supervisors. I wrote a law school recommendation letter for him. I was one of his mentors when I was a young high school teacher, and he was my student. And he's gone dark. He was once a person of integrity, mm-hmm. and he's gone to the dark side. Uh, he has a political action campaign he's formed with other politicians, and he's supposed to be a Republican, and his mission is to get rid of America First candidates. Well, that's a Chinese mm-hmm initiative how is it that these politicians are being turned i guess that's that's what i want to know well it goes back to the idea of lobbyists doesn't it a lobbyist you know can basically pay somebody off to get them to vote the way they want and uh it's the politicians right now and it's local it's state certainly federal is is you know they have so much dependence upon money to drive name recognition and name branded day that they become completely sold out and in bondage to that. And so I think that's the root of it. You know, perhaps we use a scriptural reference, the love of money being the root of all evil. Right, right. Um, you, you cannot get elected today, in my assessment, realistically, as an America first candidate who's not who just, I'm not taking any PAC money. I'm not going to do it. I'm not taking any lobbyist money. I'm not going to do it. You have a hard time getting elected with that, you know, and because it takes money to buy TV ads and this, that, and the other. So, you know, nobody talks about limiting campaign expenditures or having any accountability on it. Or in your case, why, why is outside Arizona money affecting Arizona? It should, be, it should not be okay, you know. It, it should be Arizonans. You know, supporting Arizonans for Arizona, right? That's the way it should be. But I think that's the the core issues with all of this. Yeah, but people are dying. Fentanyl, spike protein, uh, just like these people are devoid of conscience entirely. It's uh, and they've sold their country out. Uh, you know, I, I just I could tell you horror story after horror story with Chinese or cartel involvement. Um, and I'll just give you one. I want the audience to yeah. know. I want the audience to know this, and I want you to know it. There have been five law enforcement agents, three county deputies in Maricopa County, and two Phoenix police officers that are being charged with major drug crimes involving the Sinaloa cartel, mm-hmm. and they're all five Hispanic. And I'm not demeaning Hispanic people. What I'm saying is they probably have families in Mexico the cartels have gotten into and threatened. And uh, if it's happening just on that side of the border, and it can affect law enforcement on our side of the border it won't be long until they're murdering families on this side of the border that's right and that's and, uh, that's my and concern I, I can tell you from former law enforcement i was involved in recruiting hiring 
and uh, we we are seeing across the board good men and women resign from that career and we're, we've continued to lower standards we've continued to lower our investigative fervency with these um, people that were giving the power to take a life take freedom away so you know inherently there's all kinds of issues right there with that and uh, you know it, it's it's very sad to me and you're, you're right with the seared conscience we have an increasing sociopathic culture, sociopathic leadership, who don't understand lies, who don't understand truth, but they can look right at you and believe something that's completely false and talk about it and not even bat an eye. And to them, they're so devoid of truth. It is truth, which is just bizarre to me. Yeah, it is. It is absolutely incredible to me, too. And, and going back to the spike protein, if you know this, a whole lot of other medical professionals know this, too. But there doesn't seem to be any organized effort to mitigate this. Well, there doesn't. And, uh, you know, my wife and I have been doing this battle for 10 years. And even before spike protein was ever heard of, we, we were kind of saying, man, we're going down the wrong pathway. And we were reversing type 2 diabetes and preventing and reversing obesity and heart disease, et cetera, et cetera, reversing autoimmune. And to us, this was just one more, one more thing. But we've been fighting this battle, and I can tell you, um, we're not as alone as we used to be, but we're still pretty darn lonely. Few, few people are coming out, you know, of those systems, but, you know, I, 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 I think that there's a piece of information people should know, you know, like a lot of the medical education today, my wife, you know, she's a traditionally cha- trained osteopath and then a traditionally, traditionally trained naturopath as well. And I'm a naturopath, but, you know, so she's been through, you know, this medical training and she'll tell you, you know, that lifestyle is not talked about, it wasn't talked about, but it is being talked about more. So it's so slow to catch up. It's almost like it's 20, 30 years behind and, uh, because people get in those systems, Dave, and they can't get out. I mean, they're, they're, all they get is that's one piece of information that they've been trained that way. Symptom, pill for the ill. But we, we've been out there on the edge, so I think it's getting better. But, man, there's so far to come on it, so far to come. Well, yeah, I mean, I haven't seen, and I'm not a doctor, but I haven't seen any significant cancer advances in the last 40 years either, and I wonder if it's because it's big business. It is big business. You look at chemotherapy, you know, that's that's uh, doctors make money out of that. They don't make money out of prescription drugs, but, but that one they do. Um, and look, you know, cancers, <laughs> you go back and look 110 years ago, 120 years ago, they weren't on the radar, wasn't there. So what is the main deal? Is it genetic? No. This is going to be, for the most part, environmentally driven, cellular destruction. And our bodies can't keep up. And it's interesting to me, even with the, the idea of cancer, and I'll, I'll throw this out there again as just kind of a aha moment for some. Isn't it fascinating that some people today, when they get cancer, now, at least they've heard of this quote-unquote alternative route, which means I'm going to eat healthy all of a sudden. Isn't that fascinating? And isn't it fascinating that sometimes you even have to go south of the border to get that type of treatment? When we all know that the possibility would exist if we lived that way originally, maybe we wouldn't get cancer. Hello? I mean, it's like common sense. Where did that go? Money? can cloud common sense and integrity too yes sir yeah and a hippocratic oath you know do no harm um yeah i listen we have a total erosion of trust by people in the know today in both our justice system and and our political leadership and now our medical system i mean the 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 covid crisis that we most of us know now is a bunch of nonsense i mean I go get uh, these shots every two weeks, and I talk to different nurses, and they all see through this. Every one of them. Yeah. Every one of them. There's no, without exception. 
And it's just amazing no, to me that we're still perpetuating these lies and myths and people like Fauci aren't in jail. Let's let's do a intervention here for our audience. Yeah. Okay, so we have a spike protein problem uh, associated with the vaccines. Okay, and, and you mentioned a little bit about diet. I'm just going to turn it over to you and walk us through. If someone's sitting in front of you and said, I'm worried about the spike protein, what do I do? What would you lay out for them? All right, first of all, I'm going to look at a vascular inflammatory profile, a blood test. And I want to know how their vascular system is functioning. Do they have a healthy endothelium or not? And either way, whether it's healthy or not, obviously unhealthy would create more risk for clots, for problems from the spike. If they're on blood pressure medication, that's indicative of endothelial dysfunction, again, indicating problems. So I'm going to tell them and show them how to get their blood pressure normalized, how to work diligently to get their endothelium healthy again, so we can give them hope to be able to control the things they can control. And that means lifestyle supplementation. We're going to get all their excess fat off of them. We're going to get them in a great mindset and get them speaking positive. We don't know at this point, in all sincerity, if the spike protein itself can be detoxified or removed from the body. We don't know that. But we do know this, that our gloriously created immune system and our gloriously created antioxidant system can be improved. And so we work diligently on that, and we do everything we can through all kinds of measurables, including the pulse test like I just talked about. So we see improvement in that to take away all known inclusive risk factors. And over the course of time, Again, praise the Lord of this. We've had people in our clinic, hundreds, who have been vaccinated, and nobody has died. So I'm happy about that. Do we know the end of the story yet? Nope. But are we working to write the chapters as we go? Yes, sir. Hmm. Well, people need to listen to what you're saying here and begin to enact this, because what what percentage of the people took the vaccine? Was it 60% or was it higher? Um, the best we know, again, what is data these days, you know, right? Yeah, but, uh, I hear you. 60%, 60% was the uh, the estimate. Um, and I've heard things as high as 80. And then I've heard statistics that, you know, more than 50% are uh, vaxxed and boosted. Is there is there a tipping point of getting boosted uh, to where your risk factor goes up? Is there any data on that? Yes, um, there is. After the second booster, there is data that is indicative of showing a weakening of the immune system. Here's how it works. The most readily available immunoantibody uh, that we have is called the IgG, or immunoglobulin G. The strongest of the Gs, there's four types, one, two, three, four. The strongest is one. You can measure that in the bloodstream. After the body gets compromised, it transitions from developing these IgG1s to IgG4s. So we get more 4s developed and more 1s. And that is indicative of second booster plus. So what does that mean? That means data has been shown that after you get the second booster, any more after that, it's going to be a net negative return on building antibodies. Counterproductive. Yes, correct. And it, you know, and then you you throw on this process of the immunocompromised life that we have. That is these multiple autoimmune conditions that we have these days that we're seeing. Right? You know, hundreds and hundreds of those things that we're seeing, all because of leaky gut that is driven by the standard American diet. So. You know, there is hope out there is what I'm getting at. We just got to address the issue from a more upstream standpoint with the things we have control over at this point. Well, every business uh, predicates its success on repeat customers. Is this is why, uh-huh. is this yeah. why we're not hearing 
the advice that you're giving? We, my wife and I, we, uh, uh, you know, bailed out completely out of the insurance model probably six, seven years ago because we realized that why would a business that's for profit pay you to limit their customer base? It doesn't make any sense. It would be like us inventing tires that never go flat. Why would we do that? We wouldn't need tire shops anymore. It, it's just, it's, it's common sense again. So we're not going to see conventional insurance going in this pathway. I've told people before, you're better having some skin in the game for your health. Keep your deductible in your pocket. You need insurance for maybe medical emergencies. But use cash and pay cash for your health and stay out of the doctor's office. Don't do that. Become your own doctor today. And if you do that, you're going to be better off. Well, that's really interesting that you're saying that. Um, there, there are. I've interviewed a couple of people that have started uh, health clinics that only deal with cash and carry. You bet. That's the right way to do it. Because, look, I think the solution here is to create an alternate system. The solution is not to continue to believe that the current system is going to change. We have to create an alternate system, not just in the medical model, but economy, agriculturally, etc. Boy, that's interesting. That's uh, you know, I've been saying the same thing about banking, and uh, yeah, exactly. uh, it's, it's interesting how this is all paralleling each other. Because look, at people are running from the petrodollar. That's the demise of the dollar itself, and people that leave yes. them, people don't even know this. Did you know that the Dodd Frank Law of 2010 says that when a bank is failing, it can take your money because it's really their money when you deposit it? Isn't that like a? Uh, uh some sort of a uh, a way to get around the FDIC uh, insurance? Yeah, partly. Well, I've done some research on that, too. The FDIC has 1.2% of the cash on hand necessary to cover all deposits. So, wow. So, uh, Shocking. Yeah, in 2014, the G20 established reimbursement protocols, and they said the credit swap derivative crowd would be reimbursed first. That would eat up all the reserves. So if the, your bank goes under, there's a good chance you're not going to get any money. That would have happened to SVB Bank if they weren't Democratic donors and big tech and climate change operatives. Yeah, right, and we're still just printing money off a of dead dollar. It's like monopoly money. And I've said this before, Dave, and this is probably a good terminology for our audience to get. We've got to become self-governing as a as as people again like in other yeah. words i don't need to be in bondage to big government big medicine big church i need to understand that i can exist without them and I learn how to do that and and that is part of what we're talking about today because part of our problem probably most of our problem is because we've actually allowed ourselves probably through ignorance and probably through rebellion to not do that, and this is what we get, this society we have right now, we become completely helpless and we can't critically think through issues. Amazing. Uh, you're absolutely right. The parallel society is really the way to go. Like I said, I was, I've advocated that for banking. You know, diversification of precious metals, just as one example. Uh, yes. You can take your retirement away from the banks and, and gold back it or silver back it, and you're going to be a lot better off because I don't know if you've seen this too. Janet Yellen is actually talking about taking custodial care of retirement accounts. Well, that basically oh, means yeah, that I've, they I've want, that. they want to seize them. They want to take them from you. Well, totally. The whole idea of CBDC is control. They want to take away our ability to decide where we want to spend our money. And they want to take away the R from our money and make it theirs. And so it's just a federal government control kind of concept here. And I think there's so many things that we can do about it. Because, look, isn't isn't this familiar of, of 1775? Kind of, sort of, you know, we're kind of on that same trajectory now. There's going to be a few people are going to say, you know what, I appreciate you, but um, what we're doing ain't working. Yeah, but the control mechanisms are worse. Um, When CBDC comes in and it's close, um, do you think they'll mandate vaccines? Um, I do. I really do. I think that that will be an attempt 
to control our actions again. And honestly, I think from a, a broader standpoint, limiting population growth is probably the ultimate agenda because you get too many people, you can't control them. If we get to, you know, 8, 9, 10, 15, 16 billion people, who's going to control them? So these globalists want to have a limitation of population growth. They believe we've got the uh, max capacity at this point. They want to see that smaller. So that's why, in other words, we're seeing the male seed being attacked, right? Why is the males being attacked with fentanyl? Why are young males and why are we seeing these estrogenic compounds being put into our uh, environment or waters, you know, our food? Uh, making reproduction harder, you know, right? Making males into females or female-ish characteristics. So, you know, I think the, the big agenda is, is that. I think it's all about control. And, uh, and I do think they'll try to mandate those things. Now, there will be a few people that resist, me being one of them, my wife being another for sure. Yeah, there's room for me at that table too. Um, I, yes, sir. I totally, I totally agree with you. That's, that, that is absolutely coming. Um, but you know what's amazing to me? The French are rising up. The Germans are, are organizing a national strike now. Uh, the Dutch have taken over a lot of their politics to stop farm confiscation because of phony baloney climate change nonsense. Um, what's wrong with America? America has been spoiled rotten. We have. We, we become a gluttonous, uh, spoiled, childish, juvenile society. We've been blessed so much with the blessings of God in this country, it's, it's, it's unreal. But over the course of time, we've neglected those, and we haven't treated it right. We've been a model for other countries to see, but these other countries, they haven't experienced that. So, And keep in mind, the Germans, the Dutch, these are people, man. I've been all around this world, and I don't care if somebody's German, Dutch, or even Chinese. The people, people, it's people. People just want to be left alone. They want to raise their family. They want to do what they want to do, be what they want to be, say what they want to say, spend their money where they want to spend their money. The world's full of some amazing people, Dave. They really are. And I think we're going to see a, a whole different shift in this. You know, there will be some Americans that will stand up for the same thing the Germans are standing for and the Dutch, respectively. Well, you're talking to someone on uh, my dad's side of the family that's the uh, first generation descendant of people that escaped the Nazis. So I grew, there you go. I grew up hearing these stories. This is why maybe I was years ahead in sounding the alarm, because this is what I heard when I was six, seven, eight, ten years old. Um, and, and we're seeing it unfold right now. Is there a point where the American people, and I'm saying this to you as a psychologist, and I don't have an answer. Is there a point where the American people will say, okay, this is a trigger point, and they're going to have to rise up in their own self-defense? I think there is, and I think it's coming. This is how I foresee it looking, and this is just, again, my prognostication is my thoughts. I think you're going to see a continual uh, generation of leftist liberality uh, moving into the big cities, the metro, metro, metro areas where all the money is centered and all that. And I think you're going to see some people that you just referred to that are saying enough's enough. They're going to move out to the country, the rural area. And they're going to take their guns with them. They're going to learn how to plant. They're going to learn how to shoot. They're going to learn how to kill. They're going to learn how to cook their food. And they're going to become self-sufficient once again. And I think you're going to see a divided even more so than you got country. And I think there's a lot of uh, people... I, and I think there's millions of people, tens of millions of people that are right there, right now, and already starting to take action that way. Now, eventually, that split is going to create a great divide. And then I don't know how it's going to be, but there could be an attempt to take out that particular population that just doesn't play games anymore yeah. with that liberal left thing I, so i think that's going to transition that direction the chinese have openly talked about doing it <clears throat> and right. i'm talking to the american population that you're discussing right now um yep. we're just about out of time and what i wanted to do is uh, the, you're a fascinating guy we're going to have you back on because you know, i want to talk yep. to you a little bit more about politics and and review for people that didn't hear this broadcast about the spike protein it's important but um yep. tell people how they can follow your good work yeah, they can get a hold of it at Sherwood.tv, Dave. I mean, we <laughs> simple little website, Sherwood.tv. It's kind of a hub for all of that. And our whole mission is to lead people down a pathway of true healing. And we do that through, uh, you know, 
do that to like education, you know, treatment. Uh, we we try to get them debt free physically, emotionally, spiritually, and financially. Okay, well, I think that sounds really good. Well, I'm sorry for the technical issues we had. Switching <laughs> switching systems seems to help. And uh, to the audience, we, we're glad you hung in there with us because it was well worth the journey. Mark, thanks so much for joining us. God bless. God bless, Dave. Thanks for having me, okay. Matt. You're welcome. We at the Common Sense Show have a great TV show. We bring in a panel of experts and help people navigate the uncharted waters that we're living in. Because what once was coming is no longer coming. It's already here, and we're getting you the help so you can make better decisions for your future. You can find us at the TV, commercial-free, censorship-free, and we're getting five-star ratings on the world's major platforms. Again, check us out today at TV. Every knowledgeable person knows that when you have gold, you've protected your wealth. But what if the government one day wanted to confiscate your gold so they can gain total control, knowing that one day the smoke will clear and gold will be perfectly available, and that's happened all throughout history. So what you need to do is, in the interim, hide your gold. You can do that by burying it. You can go down about 12 inches, and that's all you're going to need to do. And we have a product that we call BarryYourGold.com, and what it does is it goes into a container. You lower it in the ground with a hole you've dug up to 12 inches. It's a 50-year warranty on the device. It only weighs 17 pounds to pull it out of the ground, and you can keep it for safekeeping. And I'll tell you, this is the way to hide your gold, not in false walls, but underground will be very, very difficult to detect. To find out more, go to BarryYourGold.com. The product is fully guaranteed with a money-back guarantee.